begins now. Capital 263. And I'm joined by Gary. Hello, my name is Gary Tindayamanu. Well, welcome think, back to another episode of Tech Knowledge. Um, so greetings to all Zimbabweans, fellow Zambians, Americans, Japanese friends. Um, you see, this yeah. is the problem with naming. Like people from other countries will be offended. South and Africa, South Africans. What about Namibians? Watch Namibians. Uh, well, like Canadians. Canadians. Yeah. Who else? What about Tibetans? <sighs> I don't know. Wait, 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 listen to this. You never know. There could be a Tibetan living and in Canada listening. Any other listener um, from... Wow, so you just put them in other, like, hello, our Zimbabwean listeners and other people. All right, guys, um, wherever, wherever you're listening <laughs> to this from, please just uh, give us a review of this. Go to iTunes so you can listen to this podcast on your iTunes app or your Apple Podcast app. And yeah. next, very soon, we're launching an exclusive app uh, for, right. the, for for the white capital two six three platform, so you can listen to other podcasts like such as Nai and their guys, uh, Keep It Real Fridays, Politics and Beyond, uh, Mike Sick, Mike Mike Sit Mitch, and what else? Um, there's so many more. Career board, yeah, the so many more. Podcast, um, yeah, the hangover. I mean, there's there's something for everyone here, except for the kids stuff. But yeah, yeah, I think. I think, yeah, there's a lot of great podcasts out there. Whatever you like, it's all out there. And it's all brought to you by Capital 263. Free to say it, free to, free to do, do it. it. So yeah. be sure to download the app. We'll send out a link when it's out. It's currently under testing. Yeah, but, it's in uh, testing. Yeah, we're back, guys. Hi, Gary. How are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you doing, TCAP? I watched It yesterday. What do you think? It's a... It's not scary. It's not a scary movie. I thought it was going to be scary. No, it's, it's definitely not scary. I think it's more of a psychological thingy. Yeah. It's, it has a more psychological vibe to it rather than actually trying to scare you through conventional uh, horror movie tactics such as like jump scares and everything. Though it does have jump scares, but then yeah, it's... You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. I definitely get it. I, I really feel like it's one of Stephen, Stephen King's best what adaptations for, for movies. Yeah, from his novels. Yeah. But do you know who's really scaring people right now? Who? YouTube. <laughs> YouTube have been making, um, can we call it reforms to the way they monetize videos? So if anybody's on YouTube right now and uh, you are making money off of YouTube, you should be worried. Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really call it reforming per se, but then I would say that YouTube has been pushed into a corner because there were certain things that have happened such as uh, what? It's just basically the Logan Paul story. Logan um, Paul, Adpocalypse, uh, yeah, Elsa Gate, all these, all the things that have happened in the past have culminated into this whereby we ads, should definitely have an Elsa Gate episode. Yeah. Whereby ads were being shown to things that are not really ad friendly for yeah. example uh, videos of terrorist shootings uh, massacres something basically violent and things that would give otherwise businesses bad reputations or bad looks yeah I mean like um, imagine a Coca-Cola ad being shown 
right um, before a beheading. Yeah, that, and that's what was happening, and it was horrible. And people people complained. Advertisers said, "Look, if you don't change and and do something different, we are going to." Pull out of your, all of your ads and everything, and we're going to just come out. Yeah, a, a lot of companies actually backed out because of this, and big companies. Yeah, and this this is the thing that sort of gave YouTube a warning that hey, it's time, it's time we change. It's time something is done about this. Yeah, and they really didn't want to change, but then they were not given much of a choice. Okay, so. Let's look at what exactly is changing. So not much is changing. All that's happening is that you need... So before, you needed a certain amount of likes or certain amount of views to have a monetized video. And now they're increasing that number. So in the past, you, you needed, what, 1,000 views yeah. to become... to be able to apply to become a preferred partner. Now you need about 10,000 views across no, your whole channel. It's 10... The eligibility requirement for monetization has now been set to 4,000 hours of watch time within yeah. the past 12 months, 1,000 subscribers, and they say that to, uh, this is to help prevent potentially inappropriate videos from monetizing, which can hurt revenue for everyone. Um, yeah. And no consideration will be paid to the channel having had met uh, 10,000 lifetime views in the past. So now it's changing uh, from... The, like They basically just made it harder for smaller channels to monetize their videos because in their concern is like, in the past you have had people that are just coming onto the platform and monetizing video videos of what? Things that are inappropriate. Let's say uh, terrorist shootings, yeah, things like soft that. Softcore porn is even... Yeah, that yeah is, let's that say, or for example, something, a recent event, the Vegas shootings. Somebody just uploads a video of the Vegas shootings, not really talking about them or trying to spread awareness in a way. Just the pure so, Not even a commentary. Footage. Yeah, but then like footage of the shooting and then they monetize that video. And this, this has led smaller channels just to randomly shoot up and become popular and gain from YouTube because yeah. YouTube is not really gaining much from them. They're actually losing money. Yeah. And now, like, the question is, how, like, most people be listening, asking themselves, like, how does this affect me? I don't really have a YouTube channel. Like, this doesn't affect me. But it does. If you, if you listen, if you, like, watch, if you have dedicated YouTube channels that you're subscribed to and you watch, there's a chance that they might not be able to make money out of YouTube anymore. Yeah, and YouTube acknowledges that this will affect a significant number of channels, but also it pointed out that 99% of these channels were making less than $100 per year with 90% with cent earning, um, making less than $2.50 in the last month. YouTube points, that, points it out that it will make the point that no one is really affected. It may... It so they're saying work. that no one's affected by this. Yeah, it may... Well, yeah, they're saying that, hey, you're not... To the smaller channels, most of you are not making money anyway. You're really complaining, but you're not... You're not making money. You're not making mm. money. But then people people now are concerned because YouTube answered a question, right? But they left one question. What? You know, like those people... All right, the, the thing with YouTube is that when you monetize your video, yeah. you, 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 you add... You, you, you can only cash out when the ads reach out a minimum of $100. Yeah. 
So oh, then, yeah, okay. exactly. So you can only get the cash you, you're earning from YouTube at every hundred dollars per time. And so people are like, the smaller channels are like, okay, what if I was like, it's seventy-five dollars? Does this mean I get my seventy-five dollars or not? And YouTube has been quiet about this. So we'll have to wait and see how this thing goes. I think the best thing for us to do right now is to like see what happens. Like, do smaller channels actually get demonetized? Do, do things continue? Are we gonna see a lot of big YouTubers say, "Guys, I can't do this anymore because I'm not making money"? What happens? Yeah, but when we've seen bigger channels just come out and say and point out that, "Hey, guys, as much as this might be hard, it was also hard for us." Like. People like Philip DeFranco, PewDiePie. Yes, I know PewDiePie, but PewDiePie is, is also a big channel, whether we like it or not. He is. No, he is. He's yeah, always going to be big. Yeah, the, the, they're pointing out that, yes, it is hard, but then at the end of the day, you know, it's still going to be hard work gaining all these followers and getting your your videos monetized. And even when you're at the top, you're not safe. I mean, look at look at what happened to Felix. Felix, oh yeah, PewDiePie is called Felix. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Look what happened to him. He lost everything in a scandal because he was making anti-Semitic jokes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Uh, let's take it back home. Let's talk about Kwesa yet again. So we know that Kwesa is officially in Zim. Everything is set up. People have already started buying the decoders. It's $50 for it. And it's, it's looking great. It's looking good. The, the, you know, Chris has been having a lot of controversy in the past. In the past, in the present, and even in the future. I think the, the problem with Chris right now is that it's just very controversial. It's very controversial. Um, all right. I think the, the like thing it's not ending. Like, there's a saga going on yet again. Yeah, I like there's a lot. With the, you know, like those licensing issues that were happening last year with whereby Chris was licensed under Dr. Dish, but then Dr. Dish didn't really acquire the appropriate licensing to broadcast, uh, like what? Within Zimbabwe. Within Zimbabwe. Then they dropped Dr. Dish. Then out of nowhere, Kwese launched. And it was successful. So now it turns out, so now people, like the government is back on Kwese's case, asking, hey, if you dropped Dr. Dish and he was the one who had your license, licensing, then... Why are you broadcasting without a license? Yeah, now it's it's kind of back in court. And, well, there's not much details about what's going on. But right now, all we know is that Baz is now investigating the situation. And we'll have to wait and see. So, I don't know what happens next. Does it mean that Kwesa could potentially close? Does it mean that all those decoders are going to be worthless in a few weeks? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they'll come to... An agreement whereby it doesn't really affect the viewers because the viewers already are already like what using cash, already yeah. putting out money to Kwese for their own television and everything. And so, Kwese are just going on right now. They've introduced uh, they've introduced free Wi-Fi zones. So if you use Econet, you know about these the Econet free Wi-Fi zones where you just connect and then you put in a little code and then bam, you have basically uh, internet depending on your bundles. But now apparently Quester are now going to introduce their own free Wi-Fi zones across the country, or at least across Harare for now. And you'll be able to stream Quester for free. Uh, and I'm not sure if it's going to be unlimited, but it's definitely for free um, in those zones without needing a decoder, so long as you have a subscription. But this is also a problem because Quester, I assume, seems like Quester is really 
monetizing itself even more through these loopholes. For example, like if if you're if you're an Ethernet user, you might be aware that regular Ethernet bundles, data bundles, don't stream quest here, and that that ah, honestly yes, doesn't correct. make sense. Mm, that mm. is now we, that's when we now talk about net neutrality because that violates net neutrality. Be, be given that you bought data bundles, but you can't access certain websites. Yeah, you can't access, you can't access Quasi Quasi. under regular data bundles. I don't know whether they're doing this, whether they're doing this for your sake. Since it's a streaming service, they're gonna be like literally gigs and gigs of data, and your your data is gonna go fast. Yeah. Or or, or what? But then. But it seems to be more like it's trying to encourage people to get those um, bundles. dedicated Quesi bundles, the $2 yes. ones. Because it's still more cash going to Quesi. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll have to see what's going on. I'm not really a big fan of... I'm not really a big fan of this whole, you know, let's have a bundle for every small thing. I think we should just... I would prefer like a situation where Econet says, okay, here's um, an unlimited bundle for a week. It'll cost you $5. Or even like, even if it's at ten dollars, like ten dollars unlimited bundle, um, up to this speed, I would so go for that. So, yeah, but that now depends on on net neutrality and everything. Yeah, and this is just Quasi. This is just a case of Quasi being sneaky and going behind people's back. But hopefully, I I I, I really hope that this is genuine. The like for technical reasons such as cost of data and everything. But then yeah. still, the fact that. You know, like the Quasar bundles cost more than regular bundles, still raises concerns. Yeah, it does, it does. And I think I think I think we should go onto the streets and protest and and, and, and demand <laughs> that that something has to change because it's getting out of hand. Now, uh another big story that happened this week, a very big story that happened this week has to do with our fate. I think I think this has to be the most used app in the country and probably in the continent. And the minute I say it, I think everyone will know it. It's, of course, WhatsApp. Everyone uses WhatsApp. And WhatsApp have made an announcement. We've already spoken about this, but it's official. Yeah, we spoke about it last year. WhatsApp business is officially out. They've announced that the app is available for download, but it's not available in Zimbabwe officially. Yeah, and... All right, so what, what this WhatsApp business thing is going to be doing... It's basically it's gonna be making it's gonna it's it's making specific accounts or I think it's actually a secondary application, confirm. Yeah, it's a secondary yeah, it's application secondary. which allows you to take your business onto the WhatsApp platform. Be it right. uh for example, us, let's say a podcast. Yeah, yeah we can we can show our stuff on WhatsApp and sell our merchandise or whatever product we're selling on WhatsApp, in this case, our podcast be able to spread and gain influence on it and it's going to have like a verified business status. Yeah. Similar to what you see on Twitter, Facebook. Um, if anyone knows about it, Slack, it's very similar to what Slack are doing. Yeah. Instagram, the, all those other channels whereby, you know, it gives you this, this what, verified uh, status, therefore allowing people to, to have to be reassured and also it's a form of authentication yeah so don't like there's no worry about what people scamming or potential other potential scammers to get people from cash obviously people are gonna yeah there's going to be a lot of scams yeah yeah, yeah. People are i think that's what we should talk about this. that 
what what how i mean i've looked at the blog that they blog post they made on their website talking about the features and everything but i saw absolutely nothing about security like how would i know that okay so what if if someone just if i decide to download the app and then i make like um i don't know pick and pay whatsapp account and i call it pick and pay i go on the internet i download a picture and i say you know this is the pick and pay account and stuff like that what's going to how are we going to know that this is the legitimate you know pick and pay account I actually don't know. And there's no indication no, of, they, of what they're going well, to do. Well, there's, there's a very, like they say, there's going to be a verified status. It's going to be a verified yeah, status. Yeah, uh, these are also some of the, the, the things that are going to come with WhatsApp business. Um, med, uh, messaging statistics reveal simple metrics like number of messages read to see what's working. WhatsApp web, send and receive messages with WhatsApp uh, business on your desktop. Account type people you also know Unchi, that they're talking to a business account. You will be listed as a business. You'll be listed as a business account. Over time, some businesses will have confirmed accounts. Once it's mm. been confirmed that the phone number matches with the business phone number. So yeah, I think that's 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 at least some sort of um, security. But I think you know, like verified the whole verifi- verification thing has always been tricky because at times it's really hard to get it but we'll have to see how they handle it because i i think one of the the companies that have dealt one of the social media um websites that have held that have dealt with what's this with verification very well is twitter twitter they've done it very well because the minute you see someone has an account it takes a few days and bam they're verified if they need to be verified and even if they're not as big verification is is out there and it's, it's doing well so yeah, we'll be looking forward to seeing how this works out. We don't know when it will come to Zimbabwe and other countries. For now, it's only available in about six countries. And yeah, we're going to have to look look forward to seeing how that goes. Let us know what you think. Would you be using it? Are you a business? Do you have businesses you want to follow? What business would you want to follow? Would you want to have on WhatsApp? Hopefully, technology is one of them. Yeah. Like we are, we are gonna monetize this, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully. Uh, but yeah, speaking of shady businesses, should we jump into this? Let's talk we? about it. I think I think everybody knows about it, and it would be a shame if we didn't talk about it. Ah, all right, all right. What what I don't understand is that you're pretty okay talking about this in general, but then now when it comes to talking about it here, you're feeling uncomfortable. Why? Well, is it because uh, Mama Gary listens to the pod? <laughs> I mean, technically, uh, mom like, listens to this, but no way that she understands that this is work. This is professional, yeah. Yeah, this is professional. It's professional work. We so have to do lately, this. lately, on the news, you might have seen this on the news, social media, and sex dolls. Yeah, sex dolls. Um, sex dolls have sort been of a really, thing now. have been really going AWOL. You know, like they're really going crazy out there, and you know, it all started with. Some some like reports of automated sex dolls coming to the market. Yeah, that's where it started because we've always had sex dolls, but then it was like those low tech, um, basically, literally just dolls. They just you know, just sit there and you make use of their services. But now they're becoming interactive. They're becoming autonomous, sort of semi-autonomous at least. And yeah, it, it's it's actually very interesting. Um, like just how 
advanced these things are. All right, so now it's, it's also creating a like about so a couple of problems. So for example, you know, religious from the religious standpoint, moral standpoint, other things like morals and everything. People are questioning that and the moral compass of this whole thing, whereby you're creating these what what can I call them? Robots. Yes, these autonomous machines of pleasure. <laughs> no, but then I think we have the to start asking. You know, but we have to start asking because look, we already use phones, okay? The way the beats communicate. Just, just cut when I say it. <laughs> and yeah, uh, you know, and it's really scary because all right, all right, some of these dolls have been said. Like for example, there is a man who created a doll that can remember what you like in bed uh, during these acts. I'm trying to keep this as <laughs> family friendly okay, let's, as, uh, yeah. as, as I can. You're doing a good job, by the way, because yeah, right. it all sounds nice and clean. Is all right. The door, this apparatus of pleasure, <laughs> is going to be able to remember your most desirable fantasies. You know, like if you touch it in certain parts, certain places, it'll react by vocalizing itself and producing certain <laughs> certain certain vocals <laughs> and and yeah and like it can even recognize faces um certain users no, no, but, and everything but this was inevitable this was absolutely inevitable we had um facial recognition making rounds with like stuff like windows hello we have uh you know ai general ai like siri and google now we have you know tesla with the how they have the semi the, the the basically autonomous cars and google as well getting into it and uber and you know you take all these different elements of tech you put them together into a into a into a robot that looks like a human being and bam you have yeah. a sex robot this was inevitable but then are they really using ai for the right things i mean right exactly exactly what? how about we turn this no, I'm not really going to make this into, this into like debate. a moral debate. Like, I'm not going to make it into a debate, but all right. For example, look yeah. at CS. CS with Intel. Intel is using what? What are they using? Vort Vortex. What are they using? They're calling them Vortexes. All right. I didn't hear about which this. are literally three-dimensional pixels, whereby they throw like a dozen cameras. If you have been watching football lately, you have seen this thing whereby they literally have a three-dimensional view of the whole oh, yes, of the yes. whole field. And that's Intel. Intel is the one that's responsible for that. They unveiled that technology at CES. Mm. And that's really interesting. They're yeah. using AI to create three-dimensional images of the field, even where the cameras are not. You're going to be able to see stuff there. And that's amazing. That's really amazing because for the first time, they, somebody is able to re recreate a three-dimensional pixel what's the purpose of that the purpose of that is so that you can see your soccer better soccer not really soccer better but then this information that, that, has been applied to a lot of places and here we're seeing people applying the same technology for sexual pleasure <laughs> i mean no i think the problem is that people look at sexual pleasure in a very deviant sort of manner deviant way yeah but, it's but also it, human nature we it's understand. human nature and look we, we understand we use our phones to come like okay in the past we used to communicate like how we're communicating right now we're talking to each other i mean of course there's a mic but then we're talking to each other face to face but now we've we've pushed technologies that we can use phones and stuff like that so we can you know um talk to each other like that 
and we don't have a problem with that. We don't say like, oh, you know, they have destroyed the, the normal way of communication. You know, we used to communicate like face to face. People don't really complain about that. But then now when it comes to like something that's a bit more sensitive, like sex, all of a sudden now it's like, oh my God, no, this is so wrong. This is so wrong. But is it wrong? Really? Is it really wrong? Is it really wrong that, um, you know, we're able to make a machine that can, you know, do, okay, I'm also now trying to keep it family friendly, that can like do its, do the job of quote unquote pleasuring you um, in a way that you would enjoy it. All right. I'm not really saying that it's a bad thing, but I'm saying before. What? Before what? I don't know, I don't know, before we I just jump, think it's weird that we've, we've managed to make sex robots and we still yeah, have to re- cure cancer and stuff like that's that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we should, you know, like, you know, it's 2018. It's yeah, 2018, it's 2018 the guys. Best, Where's the, the best, cure for cancer, guys? The first head transplant is going to be done. The human head transplant is oh, going to yeah, be yeah, done this year well. in Japan. But we haven't even cured cancer. Like... Like we are, we're creating life like but robots. But that could be a cure. That, no, but that could you, be a cure of cancer itself. Like you could just be like, you know what? My body's getting cancer. Just you know, screw it. Just take my body, put it on someone else's head. I mean, take no, my head and put it on someone else's body. That also questions. What makes you have? What makes you human? How's the brain gonna react your to, brain, man. to another body? Huh? I don't know, man. How's yeah. the brain gonna react to another body? But then, anyways, because your that, brain that's has been stuck to thing, exactly your brain is controlling your cells, everything to a mo- molecular level. And now it's gonna start having to learn something new from from something else. Anyways, but what, what, what I'm saying is that hey, we, we still haven't cured the basic things such as cancer and everything. But before that, we're there are people out there who are actually still dying of malaria. That's the saddest part. Like we like are out here in Zimbabwe. Like it's it's like people are dying of. I'm sorry to bring it to that, but yeah, people are dying yeah. of malaria. That's really sad. And we are out and here talking about creating fully autonomous, fully autonomous sort of semi self-aware robots that can remember your face what you like the most where you like getting kissed how you like it how hard you like it and how fast you like it whereas we haven't even cured the basic things such as cancer cancer has been here since i don't know <laughs> basic like, thing you're calling it the basic things <laughs> since ad like since like what since the, the, since beginning, the beginning of man since like, the beginning of man people have been People died of cancer in the Bible, for crying out loud. And we've managed to make autonomous sex robots. But Biblical. <laughs> well, I, I think it's, for me, like, as, as a technophile, I think it's just great to see that, you know, technology is so widespread. Like, you can use it for anything. And we managed to use it for something so crude. And, yeah, it's out there. So, I don't know, people... What do you think? Do you think sex robots is a good thing? Do we need sex robots? Robots, um, because Austria in Australia, you told me about this. Austria already have brothels that are like, that are like, you know, have sex robots there. So, listen, if you're listening in Austria, like, uh, and you're above eighteen or twenty-one, whichever the age is, and you can get into one of these, let us know what it's like. Uh, hit me up. I'm on on Twitter, and I am Dion Spring. I mean, I'm curious. Um, so yeah. I'm very interested in seeing what, what happens with this whole thing. Maybe it's just a facade. Maybe it's just one of those things that comes and goes. But, I, you know, I'm just really concerned about this. But then, hey, it's, it's cool. Like, it's actually cool in a way. But I just, I, I would just appreciate it if technology was was moving in a more, and I don't know, 
in a more human way. No, I wouldn't say in a more diverse like is, way. Like this is the actual, this is the most human way we could take technology as humans. <laughs> like making sex robots. That is the most human thing to do. <laughs> like there's nothing else. Like I think maybe 3D printing food would be the next thing. Well, the Adidas is actually making shoes from trash now because the 3D printing shoes. That's, that's dope. That's interesting. That's actually very uh, interesting. But I'm like thinking like edible food. Like you make, like you just print out the food and you just eat it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, sw- I swear that the world feels more and more like a Black Mirror episode when you think uh, about it. Have you watched Black Mirror? I, I, people have been talking about you it. You should watch, watch it. it. It is absolutely insane. I, uh, I started watching it last week. Anyways, anyways. But yeah, it's, it's really interesting because now we're, we're seeing AI, NVIDIA replacing AI and making self-driving cars like we're seeing first it was only Tesla doing it yeah but then now we're seeing more and more manufacturers the, the 2018 um, S600 can drive itself and so now I'm, I'm questioning wow that is actually pretty interesting so like the whole sex door thing just made me question are we really applying technology in the right places I don't actually I don't mind sex doors yes I don't mind them but then just guys, guys, just wait until we find the cure for cancer don't mind Gary he is actually a very big proponent of sex dolls i can assure you that out of out of everyone that i know this is the guy that really really supports them so don't think he's like a <laughs> ludite or anything like that you know just before I, my question is please scientists please the people that are out there harvard you no know, like, like those guys please just before you go out making sex robots please just make a cure for cancer then we make it we can li- yeah. literally make all the sex robots and let's let's, let's finish off that vaccine for aids as well was to add it yeah yeah like yeah like <laughs> they're even making trans i love how we're asking for this like it's just like it's just like going to a vending machine and be like cure for aids there we go just pick it <laughs> who up knows? <laughs> who knows who knows yeah and um let's talk about google now let's just straight into it google chrome um I'm sure everyone uses Google. I mean, who doesn't use Google Chrome at this point? Me? You, you don't use Google Chrome? I don't like Google Chrome. Wow. Well, I'm being forced to use it right now because after the recent Windows update, my Opera Mini started stopped working. Oh, yeah, Opera Mini op- is it's called Opera Mini, but yeah, I still call it's it Opera. Opera. But like, Opera Mini isn't it for the phone and then Opera is the normal one for the computer? I wouldn't know. You just call it Opera Mini. Mm, yeah. You're very, very tech away. I'm proud of you, Gary. Very proud. But like, yeah, it was interesting. Opera doesn't work for me either. I don't know why. We should actually follow up on that. Um, but I think for most people, if you use Google Chrome, there is a problem. There is a certain malware that has been ravaging Chrome users for the past few weeks. It's an extension that has about 11,000 downloads. Um, it's called... It's called Tiempo something. It's called... Yeah, it's Tiempo. Then it has like various names. So, it would come in, like, when you go on the actual um, Chrome store, it'll have a normal name. Like, it'll say something like a game, like play Red Bull or something, like a normal game. Then when you actually install it, on your extensions um, page, it'll show up as something totally different. And apparently, it's impossible to remove. How, how is this impossible to remove? Well, uh, some guys at... Not malware bytes, but some analysts actually were testing it on a clean laptop. Like they got a new laptop, they put in Chrome, they downloaded the thing, then they tried to remove it. They tried so many different ways. You know the normal ways of removing, you're pressing delete, um, delete. They even changed the name of the folder that has all the extensions in Chrome. And it still wouldn't go. 
It was so bad, the only way they could remove it was to install Malwarebytes and have Malwarebytes remove it um, automatically. That is, that is interesting. So, yeah, if anyone, if any listeners listening... Yeah, I've noticed that... Uh, personally, this is why I opted for Opera Mini over Chrome. Chrome is the bigger, heavier browser that needs yeah. more RAM, a powerful machine and everything. And but everyone uses it, so it's very popular. It's so like it's the Windows of, of... And the, the specific... There's specific, you know, malwares that that um, l- latch onto Chrome browser. Have you noticed? Yes, yes. Uh, I've, like, I've been hit by some of them. Especially on the phone. I don't know. I don't know about the phone because I haven't used it that much. But on the computer, like, if you want, if like, most of the time, if people get hit by viruses today, it's because they're using Chrome. I mean, I love Chrome. I think Chrome is the best operating... Um, not operating system, no. Best uh, browser. That's my opinion, okay? Opera, I think Opera Mini is better. It's it's in terms of like... I, I would actually agree with you if it worked. Uh, for me, it doesn't work, so... Anyways, well, it worked <laughs> for me, but then it, it stopped working after a certain update. The thing is, I've noticed that Chrome browser has a lot of vulnerabilities, even on my phone. Um, you always have these malwares that latch onto you and end up... Uh, requesting you to open certain websites, open certain tabs yeah. and everything, even if you don't want to. And like, it's not a funny tab like thing that would... Like changing your homepage and stuff like that. Change, no, like it would just randomly open the phone browser, like the, the Chrome phone browser. And it ended up having to get a vast security just to remove it. Oh, ESET yeah, couldn't remove it. AVG couldn't remove it. Avast was the only one. Avast Mobile Security is the only one that could get it. So, people, to people that readily use the internet, please be safe. As we're jumping into the information age and we're seeing more and more people using, like, use the internet for things such as banking, you know, creating business profiles and everything. You're going to need to be safer. And and yeah, like, if, I mean, I, I personally don't use an antivirus, but that's because I know my way through a computer without one. But then I would strongly suggest everyone gets a proper antivirus that you buy. Like, trust me, if you are out there and you can afford it, just buy an antivirus. Do not try and pirate it or download it for free or get it from a friend or just get it. If you can't afford one, try and get a free one. Malwarebytes is free, so try to... Yeah, Malwarebytes is the best. So that's what I strongly suggest. But here's one part that I found interesting about this whole story. Um, when... The extension was installed on a test machine. Chrome spontaneously clicked on dozens of YouTube videos, an indication that inflating the number of views was among the things it did. So this is a, a malware that basically inflated views. How about that? Oh, that's really interesting. That's very interesting. Smart. So that's the thing. Malware doesn't have necessarily have to be about destroying your computer per se. These days, malware is about just trying to make money. Like, yeah, exactly. Whether it's mining or inflating information. views or stealing information. Yeah. It's all about that nowadays. Even so some businesses careful. are using malware just to get people to visit their websites. Yeah, ads. Ah, ads. I hate adware. Adware is the worst. We're not, we're not saying use malware for, for, for business purposes. Please don't. Yeah, that'll be horrible. Yeah, yeah. But uh, be sure to keep safe and, and, and do the right thing. But I hate that. Okay, so, yeah, what are you saying? Um, right, we have some good news for Apple users. Oh, yes. All right, so, recently with the whole Apple fiasco whereby 
Apple was having problems. Was having problems with what thro- thro- throttling and and in this. Are you talking about that app that they made for checking like net neutrality? No, no, as in Apple. But Apple is having problems. Apple users realize that after the the recent uh, OS updates, people are having problems with performance. iPhone sevens, iPhone sixes, fives. iPhone sevens. Yes, iPhone sevens are having issues. Sibanda's phone is freezing. Are you absolutely serious? Freezing. It will just freeze. Like freezing and dragging. Wow. So this is what's happening. And Apple. So now Apple recently released uh, uh, released a statement saying that they're gonna come up with an official update that lets you choose whether to what. All right. Tim Cook, uh, the Apple CEO, uh, said a new iOS developer update is that. Is, is on its way and it's meant to allow iPhone users to see their battery's health will be available next month. Not only will it allow users to see the health of their phone battery, but it also allows users to turn off the throttling feature. And this allows you to choose whether to have uh, less battery life and great performance or terrible performance and more battery life rather than just having terrible battery life and terrible performance. So my question is, will the phone still be usable in the future? Does this mean that when you say terrible battery life, how bad are we talking? Have they had given any? I mean, oh, of course they haven't. But do you think? Well, that be- um, prior to this worse? update, users were saying that their phones could just randomly shut off, even at thirty percent. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. That 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 story is very common. Like even remember the, the Pixel, the first Pixel, it had the same yeah. issue. Like at twenty percent, will just switch off. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's just the problem. Like yeah, that's the main problem with batteries as as time goes by, especially with these. Yeah, they degenerate. New phones, they they degenerate horribly. So yeah, we'll have to. I don't know. I mean, this is this is, we've we've spoken about this before, haven't we? About how they've throttled the phones. They were deliberately slowing down phones, and I remember we've been speaking about this for years, and people were ridiculous, like, oh, that's ridiculous. Apple don't do that. And well, yeah. there you go. Well, they there you have it. Um. They so, yeah. have admitted they're doing it. So yeah, this is some good news for Apple users. Now you have something to brag about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll have to wait and see how that goes. Do you know who else is bragging this week? Who? Nintendo. Oh yeah, Nintendo. So after the success of the Switch, the Nintendo Switch, we spoke about this last year as well. They have introduced something called Nintendo Labo. And Nintendo, Nintendo Labo is the most interesting... But I should not be interested about this kind of thing that has ever come out. It's basically cardboard box. Yes, Nintendo are selling cardboard box <laughs> to their customers. They're doing it in an interesting way. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, it's I mean, come on, it's it's For funny. Kids. It's funny when you say it like that. They're selling cardboard box and people want to buy it. But yeah, it's it's basically a cardboard box that has these designs. Think of it like. What what people used to do with cereal boxes whereby they would give you a cutout for something, then you'd glue it, make a little monster or whatever. Yeah. And so now Nintendo is doing it for their console. It's a really good console. It's a shame that we don't have those available in Zimbabwe. I haven't seen a Switch, a single Switch console in Zimbabwe. In the store. And if you're in Zimbabwe and you have a Nintendo Switch, please reach out. (laughs) Yeah, reach out and tell us what you think. And uh, where did you get it? Did you get it in Zim? Or Obviously, not in Zimbabwe. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there's a shop that has it. 
in Zimbabwe? Maybe. You never know. There could be a shop. I'll check village. All right. But um no it's sad. So let's explain. This this okay, it's a cardboard box that comes flat. Then it has these like basically designs and designs that you fold yeah. and you basically just fold it into into different contraptions. Houses, cars, yeah, anything things like those. And yeah. this is specifically meant for for the kids because as as much as Nintendo the Nintendo Switch might seem like a children's console some of the games there are sort of targeted for the teenage population look at Mar- Mario Mario Odyssey for example mm. yes it was like a kids it was a kids game but then it was more of a redesign in Zelda like those games Zelda wouldn't be something i see a lot of kids playing i see that a lot of 30 even old Mario people. Odyssey cuz like some levels are really complicated like too complicated for kids themselves to to play to play yeah, like there's yeah. a level whereby they're, they're disappearing castles when you're in the clouds. Gary, what happens with these games that kids play them, right? Then when a place gets too difficult, they basically run to mommy and say, mommy, I can't play this level. And then mommy or daddy like plays it out for them or something. I used to do that with my brother. Yeah. But see. then, yeah, um, but still, but still. The but game here's the funniest part about Nintendo Labo. The most, the people who are getting really excited over this are adults. Like a lot of adults are getting crazy over it. Like they're getting really excited and giddy, and they're wanting to buy it. And and like there's a lot of optimism behind it and everything. Like 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 Nintendo stock literally surged after they had made this announcement. Like it literally went up by a few percentage points because of this. Are these are these the people in Japan? I feel like yeah. I feel like it could be people in Japan who are very really Japanese about people are really interesting. You are really interesting, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope that wasn't racist. <laughs> That's not racist. I just said you're interesting. Um, yeah, but because like no, like because they of course play and start like cultures like that. And honestly, like I have seen some adults do certain things. Obviously, it's a, it might be a stereotype to some extent, but then you get what I'm saying. We need to have cosplay in Zimbabwe. We have them actually. We do. Yeah, we have so the comic book festival in Zimbabwe. Oh yes, the comic. What's it called? Um. Oh, Crap, I'm forgetting the name that oh, I know, and I know the organizers. Can you imagine? It's bad, but um, but you, yeah. you, you seem like a weirdo when you do that in Zimbabwe when you do the whole comics thing, yeah, cosplay, you know, cosplay, and everything. Yeah. I don't care, I would do it, I would so um, do it. But yeah, uh, this is really interesting to see that Nintendo is trying to earn like to, to get more, more of the children's population to dive into buying the Switch because the DS, the DH is child friendly. Yeah. Like the DS, obviously you can, you can buy that for your child, but the, the Switch is more of a daunting thingy for children, like even to comprehend it. But then look, I mean, if you look at it like this, if then, if if there's a lot of um, cons, like games that come out for the Nintendo Switch that are directed towards kids, and they get used to playing with the Nintendo Switch, they become loyal customers. They become people who say, I love the Switch. No, no, I grew we, up. We grew up with PlayStation. PlayStation was our thing, you know? Because I remember when I was a kid, everyone wanted a PlayStation. Then Xbox came out. Okay, in Africa, Xbox wasn't as big, but in the US, it was big. Yeah. So in the US, a lot of people are Xbox people. But here in Africa and in Europe as well, like people are more PlayStation. Yeah. So we become loyal. Like even if PlayStation is not as good, then we will still buy PlayStation. came out and it dominated everything. Everything, yeah. So now imagine what I, I'm, I'm finding it amazing how Nintendo are keeping relevance. Like a lot of people thought that by now Nintendo would be gone. They'd the lost. They'd lost yeah. their, their relevance. They went from near bankruptcy. 
after launching the Nintendo Wii U. And I mean, it's amazing how they've bounced back. Like, literally, they've bounced back to becoming another big player in the game. It's now back yeah, to be they made, the three of them. They made more cash than they made from the Nintendo Wii U in nine months than it did in its entire yeah, it's selling yeah. life. It's phenomenal. So yeah, we'll be looking forward to that. I mean, again, guys, if you know a place where I can get a Switch locally, please tell me. I would love to, to know. I'd really love to know. And speaking about um, things coming to stores, audiobooks are coming to the Play Store. That's interesting. So audiobooks, of course not. They, you have to buy them. Damn. Audiobooks were mainly found in Audible. I mean, in the Amazon store. <laughs> in audiobooks. <laughs> Shut up. In uh, the Amazon store, it was like mainly that. And there's this whole Google versus Amazon thing going on. Amazon is really trying to keep up, but... They're trying to fight Google and it's, it's not it's, working out for them. You think it's not working? It's I think not really it's working it. because the, you know there was a point when you couldn't watch um, you couldn't watch YouTube videos on an Amazon Echo like any Echo or any Amazon Echo product. Device. You couldn't watch YouTube videos. What, what's what, uh, what, that's that funny Amazon tablet? That flop. The Fire. Fire. The, the Fire. Ah, that was such a flop. Oof, yeah, even did you see the ad? Did you see the first ad that came out? That thing was terrible. The first one was terrible. The second one was terrible. Okay, so the first ad was literally like they were trying to like trying to build up for it. Like Amazon were, and like people there were rumors that they were bringing out a device, so people didn't know what it was. So when they first showed it, they basically showed people looking down, right? Like basically just looking down. They put the phone out of the, the tablet out of view. And you could just see people looking down, smiling and saying, Yeah, that looks good. That looks really good. <laughs> And it looked so inappropriate because it didn't look like they were looking at phones at all. Wow, they, they messed up. But anyways, now we're seeing them even uh, with their Amazon Alexa and everything. But then I think Alexa is currently the best um, voice assistant in the game right now. Ah, uh, no, no. Who do you think is better, Google That's now? Terrible. Yeah, Google Assistant, actually. Google Assistant, yeah. Um, Google Assistant is, is always getting updates. It's more of a human human assistant it's the most human one whereby you can have actual conversations you know without having to repeatedly uh, hey google do this hey oh you mean google assistant yeah google Assistant. oh yeah i I always forget about google assistant because i'm so used to google now google now was the one that was basically like hey google do this and then it'll do it and then you have to wait and then hey google do this but now assistant is more like a chatty chatty one right yeah but then you still have to say hey google to, to wake it up to wake it up of course yeah yeah, so yeah, well, well we, we should, I, I like, I like the whole voice assistant thing. My favorite was the old Siri with the jokes and everything. I don't know, there was a point where they just changed and they just yeah, kind of... Yeah, Siri was really great back then. Killed it. Like, even Google Assistant, Google Now, they had nothing on... The old Siri. The old Siri was actually the best, but then, I don't know, something happened. I think those Google jokes, started innovating really fast and... Yeah. Wow, and Apple, since Apple was at the top, they're like... They kind of took the approach they're taking with tech right now. We don't have to really innovate much because we're at the top. Yeah, and that was that, the problem. That was the problem. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think this is about the end. Yeah, this is about... A lot of time. A lot of time. So this is the more. end. <laughs> what? This, this is about the end. And this I, is about the end, ladies and gentlemen. Thank um, you for listening. Yeah, just just do it. Yeah. So, uh, Gary, where can they find you, man? You can find me on Instagram. My name is Hugo the Slum God. Or you can go to Facebook at Gary Tindai Manu or on Twitter at Gary Tindai. Or yeah. you can visit our pages, work pages, the Technology Podcast on Instagram, 
Technology FM on Twitter and on, Facebook. On Twitter and Facebook. And you Don't can forget find to follow, subscribe, like, and yeah. everything. Yeah. We are and coming you, soon on YouTube. That yeah. is still in the pipeline, but we will be there and we will definitely hit you up with the link. When yeah, you can find Dion on Twitter at I am Dion Spring. That's right. And yeah. all these links are available in the synopsis. Okay. Thank you and goodbye. Bye-bye. And now. And now. Capital 263.